0: You're listening to All the Kingsmen, the official podcast of the Los Angeles Kings. Now, here's your host, Jesse Cohen.
1: <laughs>
2: Look, they didn't start, so I'm not going to start. I'll, I'll do the I'll do the post game next time because there's nothing to say about
1: tonight, Jack. Uh, yeah, I, I we, we looked we looked at each other about halfway through the second period and said. <laughs> what are we gonna do the rest of the yeah. year? We just keep repeating ourselves.
2: Honestly, tonight, sorry, we're high above the ice here at Staples Center in the Bob <laughs> Miller Press Box. Jack Shablonsky, how are you doing tonight, Jack? I'm all right. Well, all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, look, tonight's not even the kind of night where we can say they shot when they should have passed, and they passed when they should have shot, because that would imply that at some point they were generating shots, some sign of some <laughs> sort of like consistent offensive effort, and they just weren't. I mean, I, the final shot total was higher than it probably has any business being but it was in the low 20s i think 21 okay and that's
1: they had 13 they had they had no they had had eight at the end of the first Uh 12 right right 12 after the second yeah
2: so they had a (laughs) they had a sustained third period push i'm using air quotes liberally a lot of that came you know with the power play at the end there yeah um I don't know like do we hire coach stevens back and fire him again to try and get another (laughs) game like the ducks game
1: Uh, no obviously not but i I, what i do think uh they have to keep building on is the effort you know i think tonight again we didn't see them give up now it wasn't the result we wanted and we didn't produce as much offense or at least as many chances that we would have liked Mm -hmm. Uh, but at no point did i say god the, the team out here looks like they've just given up right now and you know they kept pushing the pace and uh, you have to give credit where credit's due calgary you know didn't really allow any opportunities and you know they, they they scored three or so minutes into the game and not to say they locked it down for the following 57 but oh, uh, <laughs> kind of uh, yeah uh, but they they did their best and, and and prevented the kings from you know a lot of scoring chances for the most part
2: yeah i'm tired of giving credit where it's due to, to other teams solid yeah. defensive structures uh, like yeah that's understandable. you know what I mean like Andre Kopitar was an MVP finalist last season I'm pretty sure there were a ton of teams that were throwing their best game at him last year yeah didn't seem to stop him um <laughs> yeah I mean look we're two and a half minutes into this episode and I'm I'm done I'm out <laughs> like
1: Who's your, who's your player of the game, Jesse? Uh, Jack Campbell. I mean, let's, oh. we could spend yes, the rest could. of the season praising Jack Campbell. We should. Yeah. I mean, at least what we saw tonight and what we've seen a little bit in the past. He's shown that he can handle the situation. He played unbelievable. He had 30, uh, no, yeah, 34 saves on 35 shots. And some good ones. It, it, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's the only reason they were in the game. Otherwise, it probably could have been 4-5-0. I mean,
2: and they probably would have given up a lot earlier. Oh, if, yeah. If it weren't it, for him.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah, but, the, I mean, Calgary the whole first period had the puck on the string. Like, yeah. it just never left their sticks, and it was tic-tac-toe, back door, and then just barely Campbell would get in the way, or there'd just be one stick on that last pass. So, uh, but, gosh, the puck was just in the zone the whole night, and, and you can't do anything when you can't break out, and you can't create any offense. I mean, how many uh, you know odd man rushes did the Kings have? There
2: were two or three consecutive <clears throat> Excuse me. Two or three consecutive faceoffs in the Kings' attacking zone that resulted in scoring chances for Calgary at the opposite end of the ice, uh, because they would lose the faceoff. Yeah, Calgary would spin behind the net, break <laughs> out, and that'd be that. And you're yeah. just like, wow,
1: that looked way too yeah, it's easy. Like it's one
2: thing if you're if you're bleeding shots when the faceoffs are coming in your defensive zone, but when you're giving up scoring chances when faceoffs are coming <laughs> in your attacking zone, that's not great. Um, speaking of getting in the way, you mentioned Jack Campbell. There was a, a play. Hey, yes, there was a power play in the third. I believe it must have been. Yes, sir. Uh, Ilya Kovalchuk is at the left. You know the, the where Ovechkin, he's supposed to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Ovechkin kitchen. Dowdy's at the top of the at the top of the the umbrella. Where he should be. Yeah, and Kopitar's on the right half wall. Where, where also he used to where he should him. be. Yep. They do a little bit of the high zone cycle that you're talking about, but the, but ultimately the puck winds up back on Kopitar's stick at the half wall. There's a passing lane about to open up from Kopitar to Kovalchuk, and inexplicably, Drew Doughty drifts down into the high slot, <laughs> cutting off the passing lane from Kopitar to Kovalchuk. Then Kovalchuk drifts
1: back to the yeah, point, <laughs> back to the
2: point, sort of to, to take over, you know, to like cover for Doughty and also. Um, you know to open up himself. and and almost as if playing the kind of defense that has made him a Norris trophy winner in the past Drew Doughty covers Kovalchuk perfectly cutting <laughs> yeah. off the, yeah. the new passing yeah. lane that would have opened it would have
1: up sounded up. great in about 2010 right but yeah. it doesn't I mean, work it was, now
2: it was I mean I don't know if that's like the language barrier I don't know if that's Drew Doughty <laughs> trying too hard I just I I, I, I don't know I just don't know. I grabbed you and I said, "Like, yep. uh, watch yeah, watch the replay." <laughs> like, Dowdy literally ran interference for Ko- like on Kovalchuk for about five seconds.
1: Yeah, on a power and, play in a one nothing game. That's where it doesn't make sense because why is the center defenseman, the only defenseman, coming down the middle? And, and it's not like you, there was a, a lane for Kovalchuk, but there wasn't a lane for Doughty to get that puck in that small of a space because no. he just cut the ice in half. Yeah, uh, so it just made no sense because again but that then again has the season made sense at all
2: no i mean it's just one of those (laughs) things where we say like some of them aren't trying hard enough some of them are trying too hard you know i don't know if this is the sort of thing that happens when you replace a coach 15 games into a season and now all of a sudden what was you know uh you know terrifying spiral is now just chaos right nobody knows yeah what's happening but my God. I mean <laughs> they are they're they're coming up on a really difficult decision.
1: Yeah, and it's not one that they've had to deal with since two thousand and nine.
2: probably earlier than that because at some level, like I would have yeah, said two thousand eight. Whatever
1: whenever they drafted Dowdian.
2: But even yeah. that season It was almost it was well, Kopitar was was a weird one because that was a year where the whole year got canceled. And it was like they did like a weird.
1: Oh, that was like '04 four then.
2: Yeah. And it was like the last five years worth of records is now your drafts. I can't remember how they did the draft. But it was bonkers. But yeah, like around 2006 or (laughs) seven. Too young to remember. Wait. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for reminding us. But no, there was something like 2006 or seven where, where Lombardi brought in Michael Hanzus, Ladislav Nagy, Tom Pricing uh kyle calder and i'm forgetting another they brought in like five free agents it was like a full line of guys to compliment the young players that were already here and the line was we're going to be competitive it's going to be great and about a month in you were like yeah no <laughs> no, <laughs> no, <that's laughs> no we're not, not. <laughs> um but since then because like the dowdy season was kind of a foregone conclusion maybe you didn't know they were going to be that bad but you knew they were you didn't have high expectations yeah and you so knew they least, were trading yeah. players for assets and they were they were stocking the cupboard with picks this season and like i'm not advocating Either way, because I still think the Pacific is bad enough, and I still think the talent on this team is good enough that if they did turn it around, yeah, it's not done. But like I said, the the decision's coming up.
1: Oh, it's and it's it's coming quick. Yeah, because it, there's only so much. It, you know how the cliche goes: you can't make the playoffs in October right. or November, but you can lose. You can definitely keep yourself out of them. And that's exactly what the Kings are on their way to doing, if they don't change the ways, or at least they don't change the end result after every game, because it's, it keeps happening. And And it's not, it's not the loss, it's just the way they keep losing, yeah. because these are the ways that they were winning last year. And every time you get into this situation, last year you go, well, yeah, no, we've seen this, we can do that. And then this year they get down and you're like, no shot. And they over and over seem to keep, proving everyone who says that right because yeah we're last in the nhl uh, and and i do agree that if they do turn around and, and by turn around i mean real quick yeah they, they can make it because this this division is terrible right now
2: and here's the real problem with the situation they find themselves in dave joseph joining us now getting himself a chair this is if not the oldest one of the oldest teams in the league and so this isn't the sort of situation where you can say well look If they figure it out, maybe they miss the playoffs, but at least you're building towards next year. Like, nah, next year they're just going to be that much older, and there's (laughs) no guarantee that they won't go through this again. So if they miss the playoffs but have a great second half, I don't want to say that's not good enough, and I hate the term wasted year, and I hate the notion that if you don't win the Cup somehow it's a failed season, but that's the decision they're facing, right? If if we get to the end of November and they've traded a win here for a loss there, two wins here for three losses there, you know you have to really start thinking seriously about the about the future and and yeah. that's rough to say given that they could given the talent they have given how bad the division is they could be it takes a four contenders. game winning
1: streak to be right in the competition they could be division
2: champs if if things broke right i mean maybe not anymore but i
1: would say no but vancouver is leading the division right now so anything is possible and they're like
2: listed as one of the lowest teams to even make the playoffs on all the betting sites everybody looks at vancouver and goes yeah no this is not gonna gonna last dave joseph uh you were down there at uh at ice level did you like their jam tonight
0: nope (laughs) all right And for uh, for my my critic, my lone yeah, critic on yeah, the uh, on, 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 on Twitter. the Twitter, uh-huh. uh, and I know where he's coming from. I go, I'm not I'm not trying to knock him. Uh-huh. I totally understand where he's coming from. Uh, here's here's the criticism. No, I didn't like the jam tonight. All right, I thought they were going to come out flying tonight. I mm-hmm. thought they were going to come out with a lot of uh, hustle and intensity tonight, and they got scored on two minutes and twenty four seconds into the game, and didn't see a whole lot after that. Nope. To be totally honest with you, I didn't see a whole lot of fight back other than a little bit of pushing and shoving late in the game, which is good to see, but I'd like to see that in the first period, to be frank. I'd like to see more of that early on in the game to kind of set the tone for the game. Calgary's a good team, make no mistake. They got a good goaltending performance tonight, although I didn't think he was tested all that much. No. Um, weren't a whole lot of quality shots. Uh, weren't a whole lot
2: of shots, period. We're not a
0: whole lot of shots, period, especially in that second period and the start of the third period. I didn't mm-hmm. see a shot for at least the first five minutes. Um. I didn't love it tonight. Yeah. I didn't love it tonight.
2: I'm glad you used the term "fight back" because it it makes me remember something I mentioned to Jack, which is uh, there was a play on Muzzin. Was it Hathaway that? Uh,
0: yeah, probably, he, well, Hathaway was doing pretty much everything out there to annoy yeah, the crap out of it. Yeah, but
2: but Muzzin jumps up and Hathaway sort of. I think it was. Yeah, I, know, think right. I think you're right. Tackles him or cross checks him. I think he broke wanted. a stick over him. Yeah. Now, whether or not that play is legal under the guidelines of the NHL rule book. Um, that's the kind of play where I would say, all right, Andy Andreoff, over the boards, you know go brain somebody. like you're only playing four minutes tonight anyway. go do your, you know go earn your paycheck and go tell that guy like no, that's enough. That was the one play tonight it felt like where the Kings didn't fight back. every other little hit or scrape or scratch, somebody you know felt like you know they wanted to show up and say, well, we're tough, we're not going to disappear. But the one play where somebody got a stick broken over their midsection, uh, no and risk. it was right
0: in front of the king's bench
2: yeah not a ton of response
0: yeah i, I was surprised at that too I, I didn't see a lot of fight back from muzzin on that play i don't know if mm-hmm. he although he, he's in midair so yeah, it's hard in his to, defense he, I, he was probably nursing. i'm not sure a few he knew what happened bruised ribs. yeah i'm not sure he knew what happened but everyone else saw it and there was no reaction at all is it a legal play yes it's a legal play but is it is it uh, a safe play is it a play that it's legal by the
2: embarrassed like definition right, of right. I was go. surprised that
0: there was no that there was no uh fight back to that and there were a couple other instances out there Hathaway was running around all night yeah. and he didn't see a whole lot of payback and that that disappoints me to be honest with you well
2: disappointment is the is the catchword word of the season um sadly uh you know Jack and I joked around two minutes into the podcast like we kind of said everything we need to say, right? Like podcast I, over. Yeah, basically. <laughs> um, we did. We did sing the praises of Jack Campbell. If you want to pile on,
0: Jack, you played great. I, again, goaltending is not the issue for this team. I no. mean, the goal, you, one goal, shouldn't win you a hockey game, especially in today's NHL. Campbell played fine tonight. He he was a third star of the game tonight. So Jack Campbell is not your issue. The issue is getting pucks to the net. There's not a whole lot of people going to the front of the net to create things down low right uh and dustin brown's a guy to do that typically right he gets his body in front of the net he's got that big big bottom and big torso that gets in there but the other thing the other things i saw tonight were a lot of perimeter it was there were a couple of chances on the power play late there was a good feed by kopitar to kovalchuk on a one-timer that got deflected there was a carter uh there was a carter shot on a one timer that i don't know if it got through or not there were a couple opportunities but again they're perimeter shots you're not seeing chances down low and you're certainly not seeing a rebound down low, and I don't know that I saw a rebound tonight. Tanner Pearson had a great chance on a breakaway late. I don't know if he got his stick hooked or not. I'm not sure. I couldn't see it from my vantage point. You know, couldn't convert. You need to convert on those chances. They didn't convert again tonight, and that's been the problem with this team for for most of the season.
2: So they've already fired the coach. That's your big nuclear move. They fired Willie Desjardins too. No, no, Stevens. Oh, but I mean, say, that's your big move. It's right? A little quick to try no. and turn things around. <laughs> it's obviously worked for a game. Now we're I was kidding. You know, we're kidding, two games in. But so Jack do you bench somebody right like do you bench one of the big names because you've got to do something right oh
1: yes you you have to and and i don't care if that man is you know 27 years old and has been on this team for five years or i don't care if that's one of your up-and-coming stars that just hasn't shown up this year Mm -hmm. they have to do something they have to light a fire under someone to basically say you know if you're not going to show up you know there's people on the ahl team or there's people that are being scratched right now that will and they may have less talent But I don't care because you you've not done anything. There's, I mean, even you look at it like I'm not saying bench this guy or that guy, but Dion Phaneuf is zero points and is a minus twelve. Yeah, it's it's just that's one of the literally eighteen examples that I could use right now. The roster is about eighteen people large. Um, but that's the problem is there are guys that have. I mean, it's just it's top to bottom. Someone's gotta you know move around. Someone. They, how many times have we tried different line changes or different line setups, combinations? Yeah, it's all it, it keeps happening. Yet we still haven't changed the result. So take some people out of the lineup. Say okay, you know, next two three days, your spot's gone, and I'll give it to someone else. Who will see if it works. And if it does, well, maybe we make a permanent switch. But yeah, it, it just as you can, as you mentioned that we're coming to the time where you have to make a decision on what we do with this team specifically what we do with certain players and that's that's what's going to come down to Uh, it's frustrating because by no means did anyone expect this uh, (laughs) at all the the roster got better and somehow the team got worse it it doesn't make a whole lot of sense but yeah you definitely have to start working with personnel changes and, and that means guys that are perfectly perfectly capable of playing all of a sudden might not be on the ice
2: I don't think there's a ton more to be said about it. Let's go ahead and, and stick with tradition and do the play of the game and the player of the game. <laughs> well, I, uh, let me just add to that. I yeah. think
0: I think Paul LeDoux is going to probably get a crack, going to crack the lineup soon, mm-hmm. be my guess, uh, considering what's happened here. And I don't know who it will be for, but it could be any number of the six defensemen who have been playing. Um, and I think with uh, Matt Luff was scratched tonight, Kempe went down to the fourth line between yeah. what Thompson and Clifford. Yep. So there was that shakeup, and Am- Amadio was back in the lineup tonight after being scratched for a few games. So they've tried that. What's next? What's left? No right, and to no avail. It, yeah. Jack's exactly right. I mean, it hasn't worked. The last two games, it's been flat to me. They've been flat. Um, they haven't showed a lot of jam, and I think any any shakeup to the roster is beneficial at this point.
1: Also, uh, you're a big stats guy, right, Jesse? Yeah. <laughs> zero forwards points zero points by the forwards in six periods oh, two whole games yeah see.
2: no look my, my fear is this when when Justin Williams would get on a new line it would take about eight minutes for the other two guys on that line to start playing like Justin Williams and and you'd go that's the kind of guy whose style of play is infectious and there was a little bit of that in Tanner Pearson's game early. Right when they first put that '70s line together, you know he he we would always talk about it. he'd keep the play alive because by using his legs, right he'd jump on a loose puck or make a turnover and and the other line was forced to to stay out there and, and finish the shift. Same thing with Ayafalo, right? Maybe Brown and Kopitar would have their eye towards the bench, but oh nope, Ayafalo went into the corner, dug it out, play still alive. You got to keep moving. What you're seeing now is the guys that used to be, you know, the injection of of that extra oomph into a line, those guys are now being dragged down. You know, Kempe, when was the last time we saw Kempe use his speed? Game two?
1: When was the last time we saw Kempe score more than two goals? Well, but, uh, it's been how many, 60 games? Somewhere in that neighborhood. Yeah.
2: But I mean, when was the last time we saw Pearson use his speed? When was the last time we saw Kempe use his speed? When was the last time we saw Ayafalo extend a play and really like go out there? And, and I'm not trying to, like I, these are still my favorite players. Yeah.
0: Well,
1: well, I think the the, cons- the the word to add on to that sentence is consistently. Right. Because every once in a while they'll show up, or you know, oh, Pearson had a good game today, or Toffoli had a good be game. But these are the guys that you
2: could always count on to be that. Yeah. That oomph, and they're not. They're not. Well, you,
1: yeah, you're exactly right, but at the same time, it's consistency. You know, why is Kopitar been so good over his career? Because he consistently produced. Now, obviously, this year it's not going that way, but. Consistency is what what everyone works for in the NHL. Is if you can keep doing the same thing and being effective over and over, you're going to be in this league for a long time. Well, we currently have a bunch of people that are inconsistent, and it's frustrating because uh,
0: this is the first time in quite a while that yeah. this has been a problem.
2: Yeah, so let's start. Well, no, and
0: Jack's 100 right, and and Kopi's been struggling. We don't know why. Uh, Brownie, you know, came back and and now has struggled a bit over the last couple of games. Doughty's struggled, right? I mean, we're all in agreement upon that. I, I think this team as a whole is struggling. We're, we're not there's, – there's one guy who's been there, – well, there's a couple guys who have been there every night. Kovalchuk's brought his A-game every night. You can't fault him. Jack Campbell's been there every night. You can't fault him. There are a few guys like that on this team, and the rest of the guys are – I don't want to say along for the ride, but they're just – they're having trouble putting it all together. Yeah. And when you're, And when your top players – when your top players don't perform the way they should be performing – you're going to have struggles like this. You're going to have a team that doesn't have a point from a forward in the last two games, and that's frustrating. It's frustrating not only for us watching the game. It's not only frustrating for the fans that are in the building. It's frustrating for the team and in that locker room, and before they had the Justin Williams, as you mentioned. They had Jarrett Stoll. They had Willie Mitchell. They had all these guys, these lead Matt Green in the locker room, and I don't know if that's what's missing from this team. Is it is it that leadership that's missing? Is it someone to to you know get in their face and shake guys up? Whatever it is. That consistency, that play, that elite play every single night is not there. And they'll be, they'll be the first guys to tell you that. I mean, I'm sure Kopi would tell you he's not happy with the way that, that things are going right now. And Brownie would probably say the same thing. Jeff Carter would probably say the same thing. These guys are their best players. Drew Doughty, if they're not doing that every single night, this team is not going to be in the game for the most part. Willie Desjardins said when he came in, you got to have four lines in this league to win now, right? You can't play two lines and just keep, you know, working that third line and occasionally the fourth. You have to have four lines. We saw Kyle Clifford break out the other night with a nice goal. And, and I know he's trying to get that from these guys. But if your top performers aren't performing, you're going to have trouble winning games. And that's what we're seeing right now from the Kings.
2: Yeah. I mean, like I said, we're two minutes into this podcast and we're already done. Let's go ahead and do the player of the game and the play of the game. Uh, Dave, player of the game.
0: Player of the game is Jack Campbell Yeah, for me. I, I, I thought he played well again. He did everything he could to stop every puck, and one got past him. Hamanick. Hamanick, I thought, was dominant out there tonight for Calgary. Hamanick played a heck of a game. Uh, he was everywhere. He was in the defensive zone. He scored the only goal tonight. I, I was really impressed with Travis Hamanick. Uh I give the player of the game for the Kings to Jack Campbell.
2: Jack. Did you go Jack Campbell? Yeah, well, I, I said yeah, but, I mean, I'm going to. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just don't think I mean, Dave's at it all. Well, with... as Dave and I would say, it's unanimously <laughs> yeah, yeah, Jack yeah. Campbell.
1: As you would say, it's, it's anonymously. Anonymous, yeah.
2: Uh, yeah, no, it's Jack Campbell. Um, <laughs> it's, a, it's a shutout, so I don't, I mean, pick a save, you know. A, that's the play of the you game. You had several really big saves tonight, yeah, too, but, to, I mean, to even hold them in the nothing, game. So right. Hard to choose. Hard to elevate one above the others. Sure. Um, so I'm just going to say uh, the national anthem was the play of the game.
0: <laughs> player, player of the game? Play of the game. oh play of Jack Campbell's the oh player. play you Jack play Campbell's
2: the like as far as I'm concerned he's the master. To play of the game was a, the national anthem. Nominee.
0: Daniel Emmett with the national yeah, exactly. anthem. America's Got Talent. I'm going to say do two of them. I'm going to say the play of the game was the uh the salute to the veterans uh in the very beginning and the salute to all the veterans who were in attendance tonight. That is the play of the game uh, because they should be saluted for their service. And if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here right now. They're protecting our freedom, and they should be saluted for what they do. So that's my play of the game: is our service men and women who were in the arena tonight.
1: Well, beyond the the, the saluting, <laughs> uh-huh. our military there there was zero plays of yeah. the game tonight. Yeah, so I'm fine with that. It, it, that's that's just I think exactly how the game went today. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: one more game on this road trip. Uh, my beard. Homestand. My Homestand. beard will remain intact. Homestand. Homestand, sorry, yeah. thank you. Homestand, uh, they failed. Yeah, I'm kind of bummed uh, about that. I wanted to see points. the big
0: handlebar mustache, didn't you, Jack? <laughs> I would have loved to. But we'll,
2: fi- we'll find another reason to introduce that. Bet. Let's hope so. I'm kind of itching to. How about to do the road anyway. trip?
0: Three game road trip after Tuesday. If they get six, all six points, do you do you shave it? How about two points? <laughs> yeah, two points. If they get two points, If they get four. Four. Okay. Four. Yeah, four works. Yeah. If they get four, four. points. It's uh, what Chicago, St. Louis, St. Louis, and why am I missing the other one? I Don't know. Chicago, Nashville. Sure. Chicago, Nashville, St. Louis. Uh, I now you're say. gonna make me look it up. Right. Oh, no. Friday, right. Friday, Saturday, Monday. I believe it is. Is that right? Something like that. Uh, I am looking at the schedule now, and where are we? There's November. Yeah. Chicago, Friday. Nashville, Saturday. St. Louis, Monday. Chicago's
2: if, that triple crown day, Kings fans. So don't forget to wear your jerseys to work and. And uh, talk a big game to all of your friends who are fans of teams that are better than the Kicks. And
0: you heard it here. If there's four points by the Kings on this road trip, handlebar mustache for Jesse Cohen. Handlebar mustache. Can't wait to see that on TV. That's going to look sweet.
2: Handlebar podcast. Uh, (laughs) All right. That's it, Kings fans. For Jack Jablonski and Dave Joseph, my name is Jesse Cohen. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you soon.